0: Uh, This morning, you you heard me allude to this. I I don't find it a coincidence. i had been studying um, for this for several months, actually. I have been outlining, kind of planning where we were going to go with spiritual gifts. Um, And then we went to this conference. And like I said, when uh, when Jeremy and Andy and I went to this conference, we knew who some of the speakers were going to be. We knew uh, who some of the worship leaders were going to be. But we we didn't really know all of the topics and all of the the sessions and classes that we were going to be going to. And one of the very first classes that I went to, uh, Pastor Michael Bethany from Gateway Worship over in Dallas, uh, he came in and he said, okay, guys, today uh, we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. And I just kind of looked around like, okay, uh, God, where are you? Because I know, like, you did all of this. It, It just, it was so cool to see that God had already planned something in my heart and then showed me, hey, you're headed in the right direction. You're doing what I want you to do. Uh, I've been wanting to teach on spiritual gifts for quite some time. Uh, It's just it never really worked out uh, as far as the schedule goes and there were just other things that God laid on my heart and wanted me to teach. And uh, over the past several months, you've actually heard me say something that I'm going to say tonight and... Really and truly, I'm going to keep saying it as long as I have breath in my lungs. Uh, God's Word. I want to tell you what God's Word tells us. Three things. God's Word tells us who we are. God's Word tells us whose we are. And God's Word tells us why we are. Now you're saying, Brother Jeff, why do you keep saying that? Why do you keep bringing that up? Because I believe we live in a world where people are suffering suffering. An identity crisis. People in our world, I believe maybe even people in this room, I know people in our church, they are suffering from an identity crisis. What does that mean? That, that means they don't know who they are. Uh, they don't know what they're supposed to be doing with their lives. They don't know where they fit in or where they belong. And, and I'm telling you, people who suffer from an identity crisis, they're going to look for answers to their questions. And many times they're not looking in God's Word Many, many people, they, they want to find their identity from a spouse, right? from a family, from a job, from, from a group of friends, from, from a place of belonging. And I'm going to tell you, it's God's Word, God's Word that tells us who we are, whose we are, and why we are. So I want to start there because before we can talk about spiritual gifts, you've got to know who you are. You've got to know if, in fact, you are God's child. It's one thing to be God's creation, it's another thing to be His child. Because every one of us, every person on this planet is created in God's image. Created by God and for God. But not everyone on this planet is surrendered to God. Not everyone on this planet is in fact a child of God. Because to be a child of God, you've got to repent of your sin and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You have to. And so, identity crisis, it's real. And so before we can talk about spiritual gifts, I want, to make sure, <laughs> I want to make sure that you are in fact a child of God and that you know that. And if you're a child of God, then that pretty much settles whose you are. If you're a child of God, you belong to Him. You're a child of the Father. You're a child of the Creator. So that's who you are and whose you are. And if you know that God is your Creator and you know Him intimately in relationship as Father, He'll tell you why you are. Why you are. So listen to this. Three verses. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 says, So God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God He created them. Male and female He created them. There's only one creator. is God. Everything else is the created. But you and I, human beings, we were created in the image of God. Nothing else and no one else. Can say that we are image bearers of God, Isaiah forty three verse one. Uh, you you hear me say this verse a lot. It's one of my go to verses. I quote it all day long, pretty much every day. When I begin to think uh, I'm a nobody or I think I'm not good enough, I, I have to remind myself of Isaiah forty three one because this is what Isaiah forty three one says. But now this is what the Lord says: He who created you, Jacob; He who formed you, Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, and three favorite words of mine. You are mine. That's what God says to me. That's what God says to you. If, in fact, you are in relationship with Him through repentance of your sin and faith and trust in Jesus Christ. If you are a child of God, He tells you as His child, you have nothing to fear in this world and in this life. Why? Because you belong to me. I don't know about you, but that's good news. So like when I get scared and when I get afraid and I get fearful, I get doubtful, I begin to 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 feel things that that make me feel like I'm a nobody and I'm worthless and I have no value and it'd just be better off if I disappeared. God says, uh 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 uh-uh. that's not that's not you, son, that's not you, daughter. I created you, I formed you, you are mine. So don't fear. First uh, Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. This is the one, a lot of people don't struggle with being image bearers of God. A lot of people don't struggle with being children of God. Um, what they struggle with is, what am I supposed to do with my life? Probably one of the most asked questions that I get from everywhere, inside and outside the church is, I just don't know my purpose. And I don't want to be mean, but... You know, what I want to tell them is, have you read the Bible? Because the Bible tells you your purpose from Genesis to Revelation. And it never changes. It's always the same. But I'm going to show you First Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. This answers really all three questions. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Why? Here's the why. That you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness and into His wonderful light. That's your purpose. You are created to give praise to God, to give glory to God. You are image bearers of God. Uh, Dr. Tony Evans says in one of his books, you and I are reflectors. That's what we are. When I, I used to have a bike uh, when I was living at my mom's when I was a kid, and one of the one of the best things that ever happened was when we'd go to Walmart and my daddy would buy me reflectors. I, look, I didn't want one reflector on each wheel. I wanted one reflector on every spindle of the wheel, and so I, my daddy, spent a lot of money on reflectors. Uh, I just thought that was cool, man. Especially at night when you're riding down the road and all them things are just pop, 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 just popping light off in every direction. I loved walk, you know going down the road and you see the light just flashing all over the place. Listen, Doctor Tony Evans says in his book, "You and I, we are reflectors of God in this world. We are reflectors of His love, His grace, and His mercy. He called us out of darkness and into light. So guess what? We're reflectors of light, His light, right?" And so that's who you are, that's whose you are, and that's why you are. We are are to declare the praises of Him who called us out of darkness and into light. Verse 10 says, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And so if you've repented of your sin and you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, that is by the grace of God. It's not by works. because That that means none of us can boast that, hey, we did this. No, God did that. It's because of His mercy, right? He poured out mercy. And before I repented of my sin, and before I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I had not received mercy. It's not because God didn't offer it. It's because I rejected it. When I said yes to Jesus, I said yes to His mercy. And God reminds me of who I am, whose I am, and why I am. So what we're going to do from this point forward is we're going to build. We're going to build on that. Our identity sets the foundation for our spiritual gifting. Okay? Did you hear me? Our identity sets the foundation for our spiritual gifting. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to build on who we are, whose we are, and why we are. We're going to build on that that biblical leadership we've been talking about. For the past couple of months. We talked about biblical leadership and what that looks like in the church and how that is used both inside and outside the church. So we're going to build on all of that by moving forward and asking this question, uh, what are spiritual gifts? What what are they? And why do we have those? Why does God give us those things? Um, Spiritual gifts are given to us as His children. Spiritual gifts are given to us as His chosen people, as His royal priesthood, as His holy nation, as His special possession. And so we're going to get our feet wet tonight. Uh, understand tonight is really just an introduction, so I'm not going to go over all the spiritual gifts tonight. We're going to do that over the next few weeks. Tonight, I just want to answer that question, what, are, what, what is a spiritual gift as opposed to a natural gift? Because guess what? Your talent ain't your spiritual gift. Did you hear me? Your talent is not your spiritual gift, okay? When I played basketball, uh, Coach Foster said, uh, you, have, you have natural talent dribbling the ball and running up and down the floor. And, and, and to be honest with you, that's what I was good at. I, I wasn't real good at shooting three-pointers. I certainly wasn't good at dunking it, Okay. <laughs> But I'm going to tell you something. I can handle a basketball with both hands. Like it didn't matter. You tried to guard me on the left, I'm going to go right. You tried to guard me right, I'm going to go left. I, I had what you call natural ability. I had talent. But that's, that's not spiritual gift. Those are two different things. And so tonight, that's really what I want to do. Is I want to make sure you understand that just because you're talented in this area doesn't mean that's your spiritual gift. Now, can that be used and can that can that accommodate your spiritual gifting? Absolutely it can. But they're not the same thing. All right? So, we're going to get our feet wet by unwrapping our spiritual gifts. There's two passages that I really want to focus on. The first passage is Romans 12. So, go ahead and uh, turn to Romans chapter 12 and we're going to look at a small passage verses 3 through 8. Now, in this passage, he is going to mention some spiritual gifts, but understand I'm not going over those tonight, okay? Um, that's not the purpose of tonight's session. So let's read verses 3 through 8. Romans 12, verses 3 through 8. For by grace given me, I say to every one of you, now let's, who's he talking to? He's talking to the church, he's talking to believers, because remember, if you are not a child of God, If you are not in relationship with God through repentance of sin and belief in Jesus Christ, you don't have a spiritual gift. Does everybody understand that? If you're not in a relationship with God, then you don't have the Spirit in you to even receive a spiritual gift. You can't be spiritually gifted if you're not a child of God. That don't work, okay? So I just want to make sure you understand that. So he says in verse 3, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we many form one body and each member belongs to the others look at here it is we have different what's the word gifts Paul is referring to spiritual gifts and the reason seven and eight that follow it so in verse six he says we have different gifts according to what grace that's important That's important. I don't get to choose my gift. God gives me my gift. Okay? I don't get to say, well, I want to be a preacher, so that's what I'm going to do. No, God chose me and gave me that gift. Okay? It's by grace. He says we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. In other words, Your gift, your spiritual gift and your faith go hand in hand. It says, if it is serving, then serve. That's two. If it is teaching, then teach. That's three. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So in Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8, Paul just gave you seven spiritual gifts, okay? Again, I read them, and later on I'm going to come back and explain them individually, but I'm just showing you, right? Right there, he mentioned seven gifts, and I want to go back to the beginning of verse 6. We have different gifts. We're not all going to have the same gifts, all of us collectively, right? We have different gifts given to us by God right? And it is through what? Grace. It is through grace you have been saved. Guess what? It is through grace you have been gifted. How cool is that, right? That's pretty cool. I like that. Now, I want to show you another passage in the New Testament, so flip over to Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 1. Another passage when we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. And this is a good one. And again, it's Paul, but this time he's talking to Timothy. But again, Timothy is a child of God, right? So his identity is settled, which means his gift, right? His gift. Paul's going to highlight it. So here it is: Second Timothy chapter one, beginning of verse six. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame what the gift of who of God. I remind you to fan in the flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us. And called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. Some of these words keep popping up, don't they? This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. You know what's really cool? Is that God knew my spiritual gift before I was ever born. How cool is that? God knew the gift He was going to give me before I was ever even on this planet. Before I was an imagination in my mom and daddy's mind. God knew the gift. He knew the gift He was already going to give me. You're telling me God is not good? God is good. He made plans for you before you were born. That's why He told Jacob, that's why He told Israel, hey, before you were born. I knew you. I knew what you were going to be. I knew what you were going to do. That's pretty good. So he says, this grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought us life and immortality to light through the gospel. He keeps talking about the gospel. Verse 11, And this gospel, I was appointed uh, a herald and an apostle and a teacher. So look at there. Paul, he identifies two of his spiritual gifts right off the bat, doesn't he? An apostle and a teacher. And then he says, That is why I am suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame because I know... Whom I have believed in. Here we go. Identity. I know who I have believed in and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. Listen, the reason Paul has a good understanding of spiritual gifts is because Paul has a good understanding of who he is, whose he is, and why he is. Okay? So if you're struggling with what's my spiritual gift, It might be because you don't have a firm grasp yet on who you are, whose you are, and why you are. Dr. Tony Evans says in one of his books is that God likes to hit a moving target. You're going, Brother Jeff, what are you talking about? He says Dr. Tony Evans likes to hit a moving target. In other words, uh, you'll find out what your spiritual gift is when you're moving in trust and moving forward in serving others. That's when He'll hit you with your spiritual gift. He ain't going to hit you with your spiritual gift while your arms are folded and you're sitting around watching what's going on. He hits a moving target. I love that. And so as believers in Christ, we're baptized by the Holy Spirit. That happens once. Okay? The baptism of the Holy Spirit happens once. It happens when you repent of your sin and believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, boom, you are baptized by the Holy Spirit. What that means is you are sealed by God, you are His child. Nothing can separate you from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus. Those are not my words, by the way, those are Paul's in Romans, okay So the baptism of the Holy Spirit happens once, but then we go through this thing called the filling of the Spirit. How many times do we see in the Bible that it says, "Be filled, be filled? be filled. Listen, the filling of the Spirit, to be filled with the Spirit, I don't know about you, but I need that multiple times a day. People say, I pray every morning to be filled with the Spirit. Listen, I pray at lunch to be filled with the Spirit because I'm out by lunch. Lord, help me, right? I I pray at night, Lord, keep filling me with your Spirit, all right? So, So the filling of the Spirit is continuous. It is daily, all right? And so Because we are baptized by the Spirit and because we're filled by the Holy Spirit of God, we also have the opportunity to possess what is known as the fruits of the Spirit. And listen to me close. The fruits of the Spirit are not the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifting of the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit are two different things. While you're using your gift, can you be overflowing with fruit of the Spirit? Yeah, you should. Okay, again, the fruits of the spirit, and if you want to write this down, the fruits of the spirit are found in Galatians chapter five, verses twenty two and twenty three. Okay, and and so please don't mix up and confuse the fruits of the spirit with the gifts of the spirit that Paul is talking about in Romans chapter twelve and in Second Timothy chapter one, because those are two different things. They're both good, and they're both absolutely necessary to live the life that God created you to live. You must have the Spirit of God in you in order to bear fruit of the Spirit. You must have the Spirit of God in you to have the gifting of the Spirit like teaching, prophesying, the, the things that we read in Romans chapter 12. You can't have fruit of the Spirit if you don't have the Spirit. And you can't have gifting of the Spirit if you don't have the Spirit. And so we got to make sure we understand that. Um, So, based on these two passages tonight, Romans chapter 12 and 2 Timothy chapter 1, I really just want to answer two questions. First question is, what is a spiritual gift? What is that? So I mentioned a little earlier, I love, uh, he is a pastor, he's also a a worship leader at Gateway Baptist Church uh, over in our Gateway Church in Dallas. Um, Michael Bethany is his name. An incredibly, um, incredibly talented man as far as the piano and music and singing. Man, he's, he's got a powerful voice, but he is also an incredible uh, teacher. Uh, that's one of his spiritual gifts, by the way, teaching. And so I love the way he answered that question. What is a spiritual gift? Michael Bethany says this, a spiritual gift is a supernatural, that's a key word. It is a supernatural ability given by the grace of God, and here it is, here's why it's given, to help, to edify, and to encourage others. So understand this. The spiritual gift God gives you, it is not for you to go, Ooh, look what I got. Ooh, man, I'm going to do this for me and do this and do... It's not for you. God gave it to you to use for others, to help others, to edify the body of Christ, to encourage others, right? That That's what it is. And, and so in these two passages tonight... We saw a few words used time and time again. And guess what one word that kept coming up over and over again? Grace. Grace, right? It's all about grace. We can't possess anything spiritual from God apart from His grace, which means, guess what? I don't earn it, and I don't deserve it. So I I understand. I understand that one of my spiritual gifts is teaching. I, I don't need you to tell me that. I know that because God tells me that. And God shows me that. So teaching is one of my spiritual gifts. Okay? But here's the thing. It ain't for me. It's not for me. Right? It's given to me by God for you. For others. For the edifying of the body. For helping the body. For encouraging the body. That's going to be important. That's one of the differences between spiritual and natural. Spiritual gifts is always about helping others. Uh, I also love Pastor Dan Darling. In fact, uh, over the next few weeks, we're actually going to be um, looking at one of his books about spiritual gifts. And so you're going to hear, hear me mention Pastor Dan Darling's name quite a bit moving forward. But listen to his definition. This is his definition of a spiritual gift. What is a spiritual gift? A spiritual gift, and it sounds a lot like Michael Bethany, he says a spiritual gift is a supernatural ability given to believers to serve in the the church and to build the kingdom of God through the spread of the gospel. So when we read Romans chapter 8, I mean, chapter, yeah, chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. And when we read 2 Timothy chapter 1, not only did we keep hearing the word grace, guess what else we kept hearing? Gospel, gospel, gospel. You know what your spiritual gift is all about? It's all about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Your spiritual gift ain't got nothing to do with you. And it's got everything to do with Jesus. Okay? So I don't sit up here and preach Jeff's gospel. And I don't sit up here and preach Jeff's opinion. Because that ain't going to get you nowhere. I just try and see. Yeah, go to the store and say, hey, I'm going to buy this on Brother Jeff's gospel. Huh. They're going to laugh at you. Right? And if you try to walk out without paying for real money, they're going to put you in jail. Right? Listen, anything spiritual that God gives me, it ain't about me. It's all about Jesus. And it's all for Jesus. His kingdom, not mine. The grace, the gospel, those are so important when you start talking about spiritual gifts. Whether that be teaching, whether that be mercy, which Paul talked about that in Romans 12. Uh, whether it be prophesying, all of that, right? It, it's about Jesus. Spiritual gifts are just that. They're gifts, right? And, and those gifts are, be, are to be used how? How? Well, Dan Darling, Pastor Dan Darling says to serve. So God gives to me, and I use it to serve. I use it to build his kingdom, not mine. So that's what spiritual gifts are about. They are given to every believer. Listen to me. If you are a child of God through repentance of sin and faith in Jesus Christ, you have a spiritual gift. Now, you might not know what it is, but that's okay. Because it took me a long time to figure that out. I didn't just get did it. I, I had to pray. I, I had to listen. I had to ask questions. But every single one of you, if you're a child of God, you have a spiritual gift. So say, don't say, oh, well, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't. Quit saying I can't. Quit saying I can't. Because God can. And if you got the Spirit of God, and you guess what? You can. <laughs> you have a spiritual gift, and you need to figure it out. You need to know what it is, because God didn't give you that gift to sit on. He gave you that gift to be used, to serve others, to build up His kingdom. And so, uh, I love this. The source of all spiritual gifts is God. The source of... The gift that I have, it came from God. The gift that you have, it came from God. So guess what? Your gift is as good as mine. It ain't got to be the same. Your God, your your gift is just as valuable as my gift. You want to know why? Because it came from God. God gives, we receive. Every believer receives a gift. I was reading, and I don't even remember the name of the book, so I apologize, but... Sometimes I write down quotes and I write down who said it, but I forget what book it's out of. But Pastor David Francis said this one time. I wrote it down. He said this, talking about spiritual gifts. He said, Jesus Christ is the only person who ever lived, who ever possessed every spiritual gift. So guess what? You can read through the list of spiritual gifts. I guarantee you, you do not have every one. Guarantee it. Only Jesus can do that. Only Jesus can do that. And, and ain't nobody in this room Jesus. <laughs> There's only one, right? Now, we are Christ's followers, and we want to look like Him, live like Him, and love like Him, right? And He puts His Spirit in us so that we are enabled and empowered to be the hands and feet of Jesus. But before you get big on yourself... You ain't got them all. Which is why Paul said, hey, don't be full of yourself, be humble, right? He gave you a spirit of power, yes, but also love and self-discipline. It's okay if you've only got one spiritual gift, because if you've got one spiritual gift, guess what you got? Enough. you got enough. If you're using the gift God gave you, I promise you, you're going to experience the life He wants you to have. If you exercise that gift. If if he gives you two, great. Guess what you got? Enough. <laughs> I, I could keep saying that. And so not only is God the source of all spiritual gifts, but here's what's really important. The Holy Spirit is the operator of that gift. The Holy Spirit is the operator of that gift. Uh, Pastor uh, Bethany goes on to say this. He said spiritual gifts only work when plugged into the Spirit who gave them. Whew. Here's what he talked about. I've got one. So he said these little things we called phones. Right? These are pretty. Cool. These are pretty awesome. They're pretty powerful. Right? Um, I mean, I, I've, I've got an Apple, and if you don't, I'll pray for you. Um, you know, if you got Android, one day you'll come out of darkness and into light. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But anyway, here's what he said. Here's what he said. These phones are powerful. And, and man, with the touch of a button, we can do this and we can do that. But guess what? Without the operating system in the phone, it's trash. It's worthless. I, you know, they come out with this iOS update, right? And, and if you don't update, you can't use this and you can't use You know what I'm talking about? Because Marty gets mad all the time. Her phone's not as good as mine, I don't guess. But anyway... <laughs> Like, like she'll say, why won't my phone do this? Why can't I do that? And I'm like, you haven't updated your phone, right? You haven't updated the system. You, do you hear what I'm saying? There are things that she can't do because she has not plugged into the operating system. So no matter what she's got, until she gets the operating system working, it, it ain't going to do what it's supposed to do. Well, guess what? The spiritual gift... The only way to exercise it and use it is to be plugged into the one who gave it to you. That's what makes it supernatural. That's what makes it supernatural. This ain't dribbling a basketball, okay? I can teach you how to... Dri- Listen, you may not have a natural born ability to dribble a basketball, okay? But I'll tell you this. I used to do this thing called basketball camp with kids. Some of you are probably old enough in this room that I probably could have taught you this. But anyway, um, I used to do basketball camps. And kids would come in and couldn't dribble with their left hand, right? And a couple of years after they kept coming to my camps, guess what they were able to do? Dribble with their left hand because I put them through drills. I modeled for them. I showed them, right? There are some natural things that you're just given. And there are some natural things that you can learn. But let me just tell you something. A spiritual gift ain't natural. It ain't natural. It's supernatural. Which means you've got to be plugged into the source in order to truly understand it and truly exercise it. That's that's the difference, right? Another big difference is this spiritual gifts always bring glory to God. That's the end result of your spiritual gift. That's the end result of any spiritual gift God gives me. He gets glory. It, it it all goes back to him. It all is funneled to him. It is all reflected back to him. Any spiritual gift you have is not about you, and it's not for your glory. It's about Jesus Christ. It's about the gospel. It's given to you by grace, and it should always, always bring God glory. If it's not bringing God glory, don't tell me it's a spiritual gift. Don't tell me that, because... Spiritual gifts always, always, always glorify God. Uh, They are to be exercised with the gospel as the foundation. They are to be exercised with the gospel at its aim. Listen, spiritual gifts always, always, always are about salvation of lost souls and sanctification of believers. It's about making Jesus known as Lord and Savior, and it's about surrendering to Jesus daily and looking more like Him. Salvation, sanctification. Okay? I know I took a long time telling you what a spiritual gift is. I won't take that long on natural gifts because it's really, it's really pretty easy. Okay, What is a natural gift? Well, I want to refer back to my new friend, Michael Bethany. Um, when somebody says it really good, why would I try to make up something else? All right? Part of being a good teacher is sharing information. So I'm going to share with you what Pastor Michael Bethany said. A natural gift is a talent or a skill... Also given, but operated by human will or inclination. That is the key. Right? Listen to me. The way I was born, I was born left-handed. My mama can tell you that. You want to know why? Because when I was a little bitty thing, she took me to the doctor, and mama tell him what the doctor tried to do. He tried to he tried to make me pick up a pen. Now color, I, I don't remember this. I just take my mama's word for it. She hadn't lied to me yet, so I, I'm assuming she didn't lying about this. But 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 the doctor tried to make me use my right hand. And guess what I kept doing? Tell him what I did, mama. I threw it down and picked it up with my left, didn't I? Yeah. Listen to me. God made me left handed. He just did, right? Right? Not only that, you know, God, God made me fast, right? I like to run. I can run fast. That's was, that was one of the things. I, look, I might have been short. I might, not have been, I might not have been big and strong, but I was faster than the big strong guys. They had a hard time catching me. All right? God just made me that way. Right? And here's the thing. Did I work on those things? Yeah. See, some gifts, some skills, some talents, some gifts, they're given to you, and you can work on them. You, you can you, you can maximize them. You can, you can increase it, right? But that is human will or inclination. Uh, this is where many, many people get confused. Spiritual gifting and natural gifting are not the same even though they both come from God. You, you can do whatever you want to with your natural gifts. You know what? You can give God glory or you can just take it all for yourself. Don't we see that in Baal? Don't we see that in music, right? Sports, yeah, sports, music. Singers say, well, you know, I, I took voice lessons and I've been doing this. Or athletes say, well, you know, I I go to the weight room, I do this, I, you know, my coaches. Um, and then some of them go, man, all glory to God. Now, I don't know if they mean it or not, but sounds good. Um, some of them say, you know, God just did this for me. And, and it's true, God did do that for you. I don't know if you've been serious or not, but I know God did give it to you. Right? But that's the difference between natural gifts and spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are supernatural. Okay, you, 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 can't, you can't work on it and make it better. It just is great because God is great. It's not something that you increase because of your effort or, or your strength. It's supernatural, which means it ain't got nothing to do with you or how much effort or how much work you do with it. Natural is different. Natural is... It is something that, yeah, we can work on. Human will, human inclination. Uh, prayerfully, and this is, this is what I, I said to myself, prayerfully, what I will do is as a believer, I will use both my natural gifts and my spiritual gifts to glorify God. All right. For example, my running. Um, this was kind of cool. I went to this session Uh, And I was listening to this session, I was like, well, I don't know how this really applies to me, but I'm going to take some notes. So I wrote some things down, and in this session, this was on, this was Thursday morning, um, right after breakfast, uh, right after worship. And so I'm sitting, uh, I was on like the third row, and there was this young man in front of me, and uh, he might be watching tonight, because he asked about our website and Facebook and all that. Anyway, (laughs) there was this young man sitting in front of me, and so after the session was over, uh, the guy, Phil Cook, said, hey, are there any questions? Uh, y'all, y'all have anything for me? And people were asking questions. And this young man in front of me asked a question, right? And he said, hey, listen, um, God has given me a passion for fitness and health. And what I want to do is I want to help staff members at churches. I want I want them to understand that if they're not healthy and they're not physically fit, they're going to have a hard time doing the things that God wants them to do in the church. Anyway, he's saying, I don't understand. I don't understand what God wants me to do. And anyway, so the, the the teacher was, you know, telling him some things, and I'm sitting there going, "Okay, okay, God, this is kind of cool. You didn't put me in here for anything from the teacher to learn from me. You put me in here because of this guy. So when it was all over, I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, young man, he he was a young man. He was like thirty. That's young to me.' <laughs> so anyway, I, he's married and uh, has a kid. Anyway. I said, uh, hey, listen, young man. I, I said, I think that's pretty interesting what you're talking about. I said, because I'm I'm the lead pastor at a church, and uh, I said, I feel better today than I've ever felt in my life, physically. I said, and I'm 50 years old. And he said, well, well, well what do you do? I said, well, I, I run. I'm a runner. And I said, you have no clue how many people I've been able to share the gospel with because of my passion for running. His question was why did God give me this passion and put me in a church when I can't really use it? And I said, buddy, you can. You can. You you just be passionate about health and fitness and exercise and eating correctly. Be passionate about that because God made you passionate. But you can also tell people why, right? Because you want them to be able to use the spiritual gifts God gave them for a long time. Right? And you want them to be able to do it and, and feel good about doing it. Anyway, we had this long conversation, and after it was over, he said, he said, you know, I didn't really know if this had a purpose. And I I was, because of my studying, I said, Well, to be honest with you, that's not your purpose. Your purpose is to praise God and glorify God. Your passions and your gifts flow from that. You don't need passions and gifts to figure out your purpose. You need to understand your purpose so that you can use your passions and your gifts correctly. So it was just a cool conversation. And, and, and then we started talking about this. He, he said, well, he said, so you're fit. He said, when did you start running? So I told him I've been running for really a long time, but I really started running later in life. And here's what I told him. I wish I would have started running like I am now when I was 25. Because I know for a fact, (laughs) I know for a fact that my feet don't work like they did when I was 25, right? And I know that my back is telling me things that my 25-year-old back never told me, all right? Which leads me to this. And again, this was Pastor Michael Bethany. Here's a difference between spiritual gifts and natural gifts. Natural gifts eventually decline. You understand? You understand? I can't dribble, Elliot, I can't dribble a basketball today like I did when I was 20. All right? Me and Elliot used to play ball together, right? Over in the start gym, right? And we thought we was bad to the bone, didn't we? Until kids came in there and said, huh, I'm faster and better than y'all. We were like, whatever. So we just started elbowing and pushing around. But I'm just telling you, as good, as, and look, as gifted from God as I was to put that ball between my legs and backwards and dribble past you, I can't do today what I did then right, because natural talent and skill eventually declines. How many of you loved Elvis when he was 25, right, and loved Elvis when he was singing at 40-whatever before he died? I'm going to tell you, if Elvis was 70 today, he ain't going to be singing today like he did when he was 40 and 20. I, I hate to tell you that, but like, I'm going to tell you what. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Hey, listen, listen. I love me some George Strait. And George Strait sounds good today, but you put a George George Strait song on today and put one on when he sang when he was 30. There is a difference, okay? We can agree to disagree, but there is a difference in his 60-something old voice and his (laughs) 30-something old voice. Natural talent eventually declines, and guess what else happens to natural talent? It dies with you. It dies with you. It don't go nowhere when you go in the ground. That's a huge difference between spiritual gift and natural gift. Natural, natural ability, natural gifting, it is the lowest level of our identity. See, there are so many people today, and the reason I say they're suffering an identity crisis is because they think they're a baseball player or they think they're a husband, or they think they're a father. Listen to me. They might indeed be a baseball player. They might indeed be a husband, or a father, or a mother, or a wife. They may indeed be a preacher. They may indeed be a banker. They may indeed be a farmer. But that is not your identity. That, that's not your identity. Find me that in Scripture, and we can talk. But you ain't going to find that in Scripture. What I find in Scripture is that you are a child of God. And that you belong to Him and that you are created to praise Him all day long, everywhere, with everybody. And that you are to glorify Him with everything you say and everything you do. Your identity is not your talent. I'm going to tell you something else. Your identity is not your spiritual gift. Just because God gifted me with teaching doesn't mean... My identity is to be a teacher. No, my identity is I am God's son. That's my identity. And he gifted me to teach. See, identity crisis. We can get caught up in these gifts and caught up in measuring ourselves, right? Measuring ourselves, saying I'm a winner or I'm a loser based on this or that. Listen to me. If you're in Christ, you're a winner. If you're in Christ, you're a winner. You want to know why? Because you're going to live forever in a place called heaven. Hallelujah. Amen? And listen to me. That ain't your victory. That's his victory. But if you believe in him, you become part of that. And so we got to make sure we understand our identity. Pastor Bethany said something else. I didn't put this on your handout. I wrote it in my notes. Um. He said, the only reason your most obvious natural gift, listen to this, the only reason your most obvious natural gift is so impactful is because it has the greatest investment of your time, your practice, your development, and your exposure. Think about that for just a second. You know how much time I spent? I asked my mama how much time I spent dribbling a basketball. (laughs) She used to tell me, put that ball up. Don't dribble that ball in the house. I spent a bunch of time, a bunch of time dribbling that basketball. I watched videos. I went to camps. I was in the gym. When other guys was doing this and doing that, I was over there working on dribbling a basketball. I put all of my time, all of my, de- all of my practice, all of my development was on that. And guess what? When the people were in the stands, right, they saw me handling that ball. I was the point guard was my exposure. And you know what? I lived for that when I was a kid. I loved it when the, when the crowd was cheering. I loved it when people came up and said, man, can't nobody dribble a ball like you. Man, you, were, you, you ran circles around those guys. I, I used to love that. I lived for that. And guess what happened? I began to identify with that. That became my identity, right? That's dangerous. That is so dangerous. You want to why? Because I ain't that guy no more. And no matter how hard I try, I'll never be that no more. And I can get trapped in that. And I can begin to think that, oh, since I can't do that no more, I have no value. And what's worse is, I can say, oh, since I can't do that no more, I have no purpose. And that's just so dangerous. Because as a Christ follower, you will always have a purpose, no matter what your talent tells you. No matter what your skill tells you, you'll always have a purpose. And that is to praise God To give Him glory. I'll tell you something else about natural talent. Natural talent is not about performance. Michael Bethany says, church is not a platform for my performance. The church doesn't need my recital ministry. That was a mic drop moment in that room. Because do you know how many pastors and worship pastors perform? A bunch. A bunch. I've been guilty. And I love what he said. The church does not need my recital ministry. You know what that means? How many of you had kids and you went to these things called dance recitals? Or grandkids, right? We go to see our kid do what? Perform. And we buy our kid flowers and we put our kid's picture all over Instagram and Facebook. Look at my kid. Look at what my kid did. That ain't church. And that ain't what church is about. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking dance recitals. I'm not not knocking, you know, bragging on your kid for working hard and having some success. I'm not knocking that. But don't bring that in the church. Don't say, Brother Jeff, please recognize me because I did this. Don't, Don't say, please put my name on the plaque on the wall because I did this. That's recital ministry. That's what recital ministry is. It means look at me, celebrate me, thank me. Put me up. Put me up. I'm going to just tell you something. There ain't nowhere in the Bible for that. Nowhere. It ain't about praising and putting your pastor on a pedestal or praising or putting this person or that person because they gave this much money, taught Sunday school this long. We got to understand ain't what church is about. Okay? Don't get me wrong. We should honor people and we should thank people. We're never supposed to praise people in such a way that Jesus Christ is put in the background. Jesus Christ should always be in the front. Always. Always. So church ain't about your performance. It's not a platform to say, look at what I can do. It's not a recital ministry where people can say, praise Jeff. Praise Leslie praise this no thank you Leslie for what you do keep doing a good work for Jesus you know thank you Jeff for what you do keep doing a good work for Jesus nothing wrong with saying thank you man (laughs) don't 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 miss Jesus because you're so busy looking at somebody else so here here's the questions two questions and I'm going to end number one when is the last time I prayed for or about my spiritual gift? Think about that for just a second. When's the last time you prayed for or about your spiritual gift to God? I, I don't want you to raise a hand, but has anybody prayed for that today? Has anybody prayed for that in the last week? Has anybody prayed for that in the last month? I'm going to tell you, probably, if, there, if anybody raised a hand, it would be like 1% of us, 2% of us. We pray about all kinds of stuff. But when do we pray about our spiritual gift? Like, what is it? God, I know my spiritual gift. How do you want me to use it? Where do you want me? Like, we need to pray about this consistently. Not once every month or once every blue moon. We need to be praying about, listen to me, I prayed this morning. Yes, because I knew what I was teaching. But I prayed this morning, right? God, Is this the spiritual gift, or are there more that maybe I don't know about because I'm only focused on this one? Have you given me more spiritual gifts, and I'm wasting them? If so, Lord, show me that. Teach me that. We need to be praying about our spiritual gifts. And then number two kind of goes into what I just talked about, performance ministry, recital ministry. Question number two is, am I more about edifying my own ego than I am about edifying God's church? Am I more about edifying my own ego? Do I want to feel better about me? Or is it truly about God's church? That's a question, right, that I need to pray about and I need to answer. Because if it's about me, I might need to take a pause. I might need to take a step back and say, God, help me. God, work on me. Because my posture's not right. My why is not right. So two questions. When's the last time I prayed for or about my spiritual gift and am I edifying my own ego or am I edifying God's church? And again, when it comes to identity, my identity in Jesus, it is settled. Nothing nobody can do about it. I know who I am, I know whose I am, and I know why I am. And so since my identity in Jesus is settled, the gifts God gives me, both spiritual and natural, they flow, they flow from my God-given purpose. And my God-given purpose is twofold. I am to declare God's praises because He called me out of darkness into light. And I am to give God glory. That's it. That is it. Okay? So, what we're going to do over these next few weeks is we're going we're to dig deep. And we're going to talk about what are the spiritual gifts. Now, again, I very quickly in Romans chapter 12 mentioned some of them. Okay? And understand... There are lots of spiritual gifts, okay, lots of spiritual gifts. So what we're going to do is we're going we're to go look at passages of Scripture and we're going to look at, okay, what is this spiritual gift that he listed? Or, you know, why, what, what do we do with this spiritual gift? Who gets that spiritual gift? We're going to look at some of those things. And then we're going to, at the end of this, you might be wondering, have you ever heard of this thing called spiritual gifts inventory? Okay, listen to me, they're not bad. But if all you ever do is a spiritual gifts inventory and then you don't really dig into God's Word, you didn't really do much, okay? So what we're going to do is we're going to dig in and talk about spiritual gifts, learn about spiritual gifts, and at the end of this, Lord willing and Lord wanting to, we might take a spiritual gifts inventory as a body, okay, just to give us an idea. Because some people may still be confused and still not know and so there are some really good inventories, spiritual gift inventories out there that can ask questions and point you, you know, into the direction of Scripture that might be able to answer that question. What is my spiritual gift? What are my spiritual gifts? So we're going to do that. Uh, tonight, like I said, just a, a basic introduction. Most importantly, natural gifts and spiritual gifts are not the same. Even though they're given to us by God, they are not the same thing. My natural talents and natural skills and natural abilities are not my spiritual gifting. Okay, Even though they can sometimes coordinate, overlap, whatever you want to call it, they're two different things.